this road leads? Then hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both high and low, rich and poor together. Do you indeed speak righteousness? Do you judge uprightly, all ye sons and daughters of men? And do you judge as others judge? For as you judge, you shall be judged. And if you condemn, you are condemned. Pass on. But there is no return. Hey, guys. Uh, we're going to do the show quickly. I just wanted to poke in really quick and say, come and see me at Lush in Minneapolis. I'm doing a comedy show. Um, that I'm very excited about. It's this Sunday, December 16th or 17th. I don't check my calendar. But it's Sunday at Lush. I need positive male attention. It's confidence building for me. It's really, for real, a big deal. I'm not being funny. And then New Year's Eve, I'm going to be at Curly's on Cotton Lake doing a show with my friend Isaac Witte for another friend, Mark Porter, at Curly's in Cotton Lake. It's every comedian's dream to play Curly's in Cotton Lake and I have a straight door deal, so please come to that show above club shows. I do. Um, thank you very much. I really love seeing people at shows and getting the letters and all that shit. It's really fun, and we have really fun stuff coming. So thanks for listening. Enjoy this episode. And as always, the podcast is brought to you by McDonald's Family Restaurant. McDonald's, America's number one Irish restaurant. There's no potato famine here. No, our fries are ready to go. And our burgers, huh, they have tiny onions on them, just like they do in Belfast. And slathered in catsup, just like Dublin. McDonald's, aye, me matey, a taste of Ireland. All right, guys, welcome to Profession Confession. I'm your host, Gabe Noah. We are really excited for this episode. I'm glad that you downloaded it. Um, I'm really excited to see how people feel about this one. Um, this is a really long one. We're going to do in two or three parts. I'm not even sure yet. We, we've cut the first part. Um, we're kind of deciding on the rest, but we wanted to get this out. Um, this one, I'm excited for a variety of reasons. First of all, we have a, stri a street gang banger. So we've had gang members. This guy kind of reached out to us saying he is a gang banger. And... Um, so he was an enforcer doing some grimy, hideous shit. So if you're squeamish to the violence and, uh, you know, that kind of a lot of stabbing, some kidnapping, some holy shitballs, prison rape type behavior that is just bananas. This one had an hour or 45 minutes at least of the most gripping podcasting I've ever done. There was a point where me and my co-host Isaac Witty both just exha like exhaled at one point because just the stress of hearing his story was too much for us. So I hope I'm not giving into the hyperbole too much, but it, it, this was was really great. And um, you know, you you need a lot of the first part and stuff to get it all, but it's. Uh, the payoff is there if you enjoy this kind of stuff without question. Um, so he's another reason I'm excited is that he's his his street gang is the Sereños, which is a Southern California Mexican pr like predominantly Mexican prison gang and uh, a subsidiary of the Mexican mafia, 
although he's clear to point out that he's not in the Mexican Mafia, but he's a white guy and was recruited into the gang basically at 10 years old. It's all he was around, was stabbing people at age 15. That's people, plural. Um, and, God, yeah, there's, uh, there's some things like he does some gang signage, and he's got the, the very intense tattoo, uh, like gang tattoo stuff. So we've got pictures of that on our social media and our website. So check us out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We're going to have a video of him doing gang signs. He's, he's actually uh, he spent a lot of time in prison. And uh, so a lot of this is, well, it's all behind him. So <laughs> and uh, so he's, he's going to let us show his face. So check that out. Another, and then this is just for the, uh, for the people who like the, the mental shit like I do or whatever. The emotional manipulation is when I do these shows, I call the people, we talk, you vet them. I, I did a lot of checking on this one to make sure everything checked out. Not that I thought he was faking fucking prison tattoos, but, you know, what, what, whatever. Because there, there are moments, of course, that in anyone's story where you go like, eh, that could be embellished or, you know, whatever. But, you know, it's, uh, that's not for me to necessarily, you know, nothing was bad enough that made me go like, oh, this is fraudulent at all. In fact, quite the opposite. Um, but when you try to connect on the show and make, have people tell you secrets or dark things, you're trying to connect with them and find common ground and find what you like about them to get them to do it. And I wonder if I projected onto him my idea of what he was, like that he was very contrite or whatever, because I kind of talk a lot in the podcast how he's got a soul and he's contrite and all this kind of stuff. And um, I realized when we were editing back, like, He's not exactly agreeing with me or saying he's sorry. <laughs> so so we'll see what, what you guys think about it. There's a really interesting reveal at the end. Uh, part two is great. Just enjoy this episode. Obviously, the sharing and rating and stuff is really great, and we thank you very much. Um, but, uh, yeah, enjoy this episode. Thank you very much. Can we even do a bong hit noise? <laughs> Hey, Essie. Yeah? Don't you know I'm loco, loco, loco? <laughs> and on this episode of Profession Confession, we have the boys from the South, the Sereños. Mexican uh, criminal <laughs> violent enterprise is represented by a white person here in Minnesota. Um, no, we have, a ga- we have a veteran gangbanger, which we're extraordinarily excited for this one. We haven't had a criminal on in too long. And uh, we'll say ex-criminal, I suppose. But um, no, our guest, this is what we're very excited for this one because we just, we realized we hadn't done a criminal one in a long time. And um, it just makes my bones jump. I'm excited mm. about it. He... Let's see, is from South... Well, you fucking tell me. Our, our guest name is Bandit. I'm Bandit, Tri-City Thunder Hill Locals, uh, so, which is a Appropriate my gang. intro was, yeah, okay. Sureño gang in uh, Southern California, San Diego is where I was from, uh, Oceanside, California to be exact, and uh, I'm going to tell you about my yeah. gangster nice. life. And then, so, just a little, like, really broad stuff for the listeners is that the Sereños, which I can't say the rolling R, um, 
mm-hmm. or a Mexican mafia kind of like affiliate. Yeah, yeah, like affiliate with it. Yeah. So all Mexican street gangs in that area either go to. In, yep. If you're like south of Bakersfield, California, and you're a Mexican gang, <laughs> like I'm gonna say 98% of the time you're Sureño. There's probably some other gangs that are not. And then if you're north of uh, north of Bakersfield, you're Norteño. Of course, they have Sureños in the northern territories right. and stuff but it, like the borderline that's known is like bakersfield really it's known yeah. that way so okay. they almost have like yeah. a monopoly then right yeah like that's the big thing is the the fighting in the in in the mostly in in jails that's what i was gonna say oh. it started as a prison thing right yeah. or i mean that's how the mexican mafia got yep. powerful yep. okay yep. and and how much when you even join a gang are you aware of that stuff at all like do they actually try to educate you no no actually like like even like i don't know too much about like that yeah because i was a street gang so i was a sureño so i just i just go by their codes of course i got a little more knowledgeable once i started doing time but uh yeah but like it's um and then i I guess as far as colors like i just want to set the basics out for them too Blue and gray? Is that what it is? Our our Sureño is blue, like but okay. our like if you go to a Mexican neighborhood or whatever, like a lot of people will wear brown. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so they're like you don't have to wear like the a color blue, thing isn't a big time. Yeah. isn't a big part but of it. But we never wore red because that was the the northerners are red, so okay. like we never that was like you never wear red. Yeah, like, yeah. The other colors hmm. or or nice has a white guy or, too because he looks like, better in uh, blue. Yeah. Or uh, we didn't wear green either because that was like uh, we had some enemies that were blood gangs and they wore green. So really, blood gangs? Yeah, green? yeah. Uh, really, pyrus. Like yeah, I've heard of or, or yeah, pyru tree crips top, there was or something. A, I've heard tree top pyru. No, they're a blood. Okay, tree top pyru. They wore green, and uh, huh. and the, so and there's there's a lot of blood gangs that wear green. Okay, yeah. what were your main right? Like, what is the Serenios sworn rival and all that stuff? Well. Well, that's that's what's weird is like on the streets, like we even had rivals that were Sureño gangs. Okay, so like we're beefing with other hmm. Sureño gangs, but like once you get locked up, you gotta drop all that. Once you go to the pin, okay, like the county or something, you might still like, like get down or whatever. But I suppose we should start from the beginning before we get, and we're definitely gonna hit the prison stuff because that's some of our right. favorite. But uh, you started super early. In Oceanside, California. So I think of Oceanside as a nice town. Is yeah. it not, or is it? Man, it has a large. It's it's. I guess it would be like it's it's notorious in San Diego. Like <laughs> Oceanside is really notorious, especially for the Hispanic gangs. Okay. Yeah. I so. suppose it's like anywhere else in California, where right like nice by the coast, mm-hmm. and then you go in uh, yep, yep. whatever ten yep. miles, and it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's crazy because that's about where my neighborhood was too like close to the eight airport. miles in. Right. And and you grew up poor? Yep, yep. Okay. My, my mom, we moved from, when I was like three years old, we went from Colorado to California to live with my uncle who was a Marine. And uh, we, we lived with him for a while in uh, Santa Ana. And then my mom met a dude in a biker gang and we moved down to Oceanside. And now, then, how did she meet? How did they meet? Yeah. Yeah. My mom used to it's, ride with motorcycle gangs. and She was actually, wow. she, my mom was in an Easy Rider magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? Yep, yep. 
And uh, in the seventies or eighties? Eighties, probably, uh, probably like eighty-five. Yep. Wow. And so we moved down to Oceanside and then to Escondido, which is like 15, 20 minute drive from Oceanside. Okay. And that's where I started like my initial like criminal type stuff. What was the neighborhood like that you grew up in? Because you said you joined a gang at 10. Is that or I yeah, mean your click? Like or clicked yeah. up, like clicked up with like, like a lot of the uh, big Hispanic gangs, they'll have like a peewee crew or whatever, like just yeah. a bunch of little kids who are like the oh, farm team. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like their nephews and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I just started kind of kicking it with them. They were, I think back then it was, uh, it was Escondido Homeboys. So ours was like Escondido peewees. That one was like, I didn't even get like jumped in or nothing. I was just like kicking right. it. Right. But like, that's when I started like smoking weed and stuff like that. Was it something like, I mean, so I'm trying to get a feel for your neighborhood because when I lived in L.A. for a short time, just, you know, the times that I, for whatever reason, find myself in that, you know, the shitty neighborhoods, for lack of it, there are yep, some. Yep. You can be you can be bad part of the neighborhood, and then there's stuff that is just the fucking, like, the barrio. I mean, yep, where yep. it looks this, this impoverished. Was, we lived in the middle of the barrio, okay. Escondido. And we were the only white family. I think my stepfather moved there because he had he was like selling meth. Okay. <laughs> that's why we moved there. We rented a house there, and he was. Just so he like, had a job. He got him. Moved yeah, and he, he worked. Job. He worked on motorcycles. And You're surrounded by good meth. influences, yeah. Yeah. right? What? What? Um, and then is is that the one that you were set? Because we talked a little bit before this for me to get a feel for this people. This is I was not doing. the stepfather that was hired to. No. Okay. Different one. <laughs> this one was like, uh, he. He used to like beat my ass like really at first when we when he first married my mom like uh-huh. he treated me like a son and then my mom got pregnant <laughs> right and it was right. like oh i'm gonna have my own yeah kid. so then like this it was actually like an overnight type thing like i came home one day and i was all happy and yeah he's in his shop like making this like tool thing and he was like this is for you <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what, what is it? And he was like, I'm going to beat your ass with it, you know, just like like that. And I was like, oh, okay. And then so like any time like after that, that, anything happened, it was like I got my ass beat. And that's right. like kind of where I like started getting really rebellious. Like I tried to kill this dude like several times, like stabbing really? and all kinds of Now stuff. when you say beat, what, what do you mean? Like uh, it was always it, on the made... butt with the paddle or what? But it was like, <clears throat> no, oh. no, it was like. Pull your pants down and oh. freaking like wah, like like right, like he's swinging a baseball bat. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so and I was so, like seven. Right. At this time. God. So, so you got a, a whatever. I mean, you got a serious uh, yeah. So, introduction to violence and yeah, whatever. Yeah. So and then Horrible. that's when I started like kind of like not coming home as much. Like my mom would regularly have to like call cops to like find me because I'm just like out doing shit. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. And then for your neighborhood, you, um, you know, you're one of the only white families you were saying yeah, as yeah. well? Yeah, we were the only white you were family the, okay. in that neighborhood, yeah. Huh. That's was usually it? how it was my like my whole life, except in the neighborhood where I ended up being from. There was like three, three, three to five white dudes in our gang. Okay. So then did you have to, you know, I would imagine in a way you had to fight more because of that or, come, I mean, prove yourself. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. so I would imagine you're uh, an extremely violent <laughs> or whatever. You know, you were probably a terror because one of the things we were excited about this, I should set the so whatever, is that 
you were saying we've had gang members on who have who have all said you know there's gang members and gang bangers and yep. you said you are a gang I was banger. a gang banger right yes. like that and, was my life I left my home for it and everything right so so back to that growing up in that environment I mean were you aware or I mean was it did it come natural to you to be violent to be tough and in that to survive that or was it did you get your ass kicked for years and just toughened you up? I got my ass kicked a lot, but it wasn't like I wasn't fighting or nothing like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was just like most of the fights I've been in my life were either like somebody caught me slipping. So there's like more than them against only me uh-huh. or my homies caught somebody else slipping. So we get them. It's like very few like fair fights in my lifetime. So when you like, say yeah. caught slipping, what do you mean by that? Like. <clears throat> okay, if, you're isolated. If, or, if yeah. you're from like another a rival gang, right? And we're down in you're at a club or something in Minneapolis, and I happen to come in with my homeboys, and you're in there with like a, a broad or whatever. Yeah, I, ca- I caught you slipping. Right, you know what I mean? Because now we're gonna stomp you. Right, you know what I mean, so like that okay. happened. That that happened to me. Like that right. was like the norm. Time. That was right. the norm. So when when you um, were in your your clique. You know, what does that look like from that age 10 to, you know, I guess when it whenever it became serious, what did that farm team era look like? Like what kind of stuff do you guys do? What Mostly just like, I don't know, stealing bikes and yeah, taking stuff from the store and stuff like that. And then like it gradually progressed because then like somebody's going to say, well, we did this and. The older homies, then we're watching the other, you know, like... Uh, That's what I was going to say. Were they encouraging in you? A, were they a, giving you stuff to do? In sort a gang, of? it's almost like being groomed for child molestation. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the the OGs, they got, they're selling dope and they got nice cars. So they had the lowriders with hydraulics and nice clothes right. and new shoes. And maybe they're going to give you... Twenty dollars and a little dime sack or whatever, and you're like, "Oh man, cool." You yeah. Know what I mean, and then so they're like, "Yeah, little homie, you know, like someday you could be like this," you know. <laughs> okay. And you're like, "Oh hell yeah, man!" But it's so, obviously you 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 love the money, the money and the how their cars. But what anything off the beaten path that you admired about them? That the the family, the because mm. I was. Up until I was nine, I was the only child, and yeah. my family kind of, my mom was kind of like the black sheep from the family, so, and my father wasn't really in the picture, and then on top of that, my stepfather was beating my ass, so it was like, I wanted, like, a family, and then on top of that is, like, the streets was rough at that time, so if you're not, like, clicked up with somebody, like, you're getting, you're getting yeah. your ass beat, you know what I mean? Mm. Was that your primary motivator then at that time? I mean, or was it money? Was it I, no? Power, it was. You know, it was the, fam- the family. It was the family type thing. Yep. Okay. What? Um, and then when did it get serious? And how did that happen? Okay. So after Escondido, when I was ten, I moved to Colorado for a little while because my mom like went on the run from the my stepfather that was beating my ass. Mm-hmm. Wow. So when while I was in Colorado. It, it's weird because I even clicked up there because I was already too deep into the like this the culture of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To where and and it and it's weird that even this town it was like uh, mixed Hispanic. So I was like hanging out with Hispanic people there too. And then so it was like I was always like this outsider. I mean, it's what even you though knew. my grandma yeah. was wealthy and stuff and like mm-hmm. 
and she was even a teacher at the school like I was like this outsider wherever like wherever I went and I just was always with the like with that type of thing at that point so me and this uh me and a Hispanic friend of mine we beat this kid up and he like went into a coma for a while and like they char the initial charge was like attempted murder and I got a drop to simp to like third degree assault or something like that and then how did that happen I mean that's uh that's quite a thing to glaze over yeah. putting someone into wow. a coma. I had fought him when I was in sixth grade uh-huh <laughs> and uh that my grandma was like if you're good and you don't get in no trouble at school I'm gonna buy you some Reebok pumps and I was like, oh, I had the tennis yeah. pumps. And so the day I'm supposed to get the pumps, this this dude wanted to fight me. So I fight him, and in my like I said, my grandma was a teacher at the school, so I got him in a headlock and I'm punching him, and I see my grandma walk into her car and I just <laughs> let go and I ran away, and I went and hid, and then I came out and went to my grandma's car because I didn't want her to know I was fighting. So like two years down the road, I was sitting in the library and I heard him talking to this chick through the thing, and he was talking about how he beat my ass or whatever. So <laughs> oh, God. then I caught him slipping after school right. <laughs> so i mean you so you did really internalize that gang culture that attitude i mean it yeah. was in you for good like yeah yeah because i i overhear people talking shit to me all the time it's not something that needs to be reckoned with all the time for me you know like eh, whatever so it was like these people care about me yeah yeah no. so when after that assault happened i was like i want to go back to cali or like, how did the fight happen though <laughs> like to put like, him into okay. cult, like what were you hitting yeah. him with so it was how just, old were you? When this I was 13, 13 at this time. Yeah. So I, we were, me and my cousin were looking for him, and uh, we seen it. him, and he was outside the school, and I just, like, rode my bike as fast as I could. And then, like, right when I got up to him, I jumped off my bike and did, like, a Superman, like, kind of punch, like, mm -hmm. boom, like that. And then I, so I had him, and I, I beat him up, and he was, like, he said he didn't want no more. So I let him go. My cousin ran in the gym and told everyone I beat his ass. Then, like, he, he was yelling down on the corner talking about, oh, fuck <laughs> you or whatever like that. <laughs> so me, by this time, the whole crowd came out. Right. And I had all my homies. And, we're and like, you're oh, new in town, sort of. So then yeah. we went and got him again. And, like, I guess he was, like, riding his bike home. And he had a concussion and a broken nose. And while he was riding his bike home, he passed out and fell off and, like, started choking on his blood and went into a coma. Boy, okay. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's, that's such a crazy thing to think of, like, though. That, like, just because you're not with people that could protect you, you're slipping. Like, you need to always be <laughs> yeah, on guard. Always. Always. Be, and like I said, that, like, I don't know. Like, I'm still like that. Like, yeah. I always, like, have that. Like, and I'm always by myself now, so I'm always, like. I, I'm not going to get caught slipping, no matter huh. what. I always no. assume everyone likes me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm often wrong, but still. Um, so what age do you say that you became a serious Sereno? When I was 15, 15? I moved. I had moved back to Tri-City, where I'm from at this okay. time. And Tri-City is, is Oceanside, essentially. Yeah, yep. Tri-City, okay. Thunder Hills. It's okay. like a neighborhood. So... Um, and this is crazy because I would get my ass beat daily in my neighborhood by Ow. the people who I ended up being part of. They would beat my fucking ass every day. They'd be waiting at the bus stop for me. 
whatever. Like, because so you're white or? You're 15 years old. Because I'm you're... white and like other gangs like are trying to recruit you and stuff like that at different schools. So somebody from the neighborhood see you like hanging out with this dude and they're like, why are you in our neighborhood? Plus there were some Crip dudes that moved in and I was buying weed from them and kind of kicking it with them. I like the and, Crips too. Yeah, just the oh. colors. Oh, they got yeah. the weed. And oh. the, the Tri-City, they were like, we gotta like we can't have this like you gotta be part of us mm-hmm. or something else so me and my younger homies at that time we started like a little kick it crew where are they yeah they're called kick it crews before it's like a game okay. but it's mm-hmm. it's not like it can't be vouched for like a sureño okay. can be vouched for by other hoods whereas a kick it crew you're right. just you're on a your group own of friends, isolated right yeah. Yeah. so then they were like, no, you guys can't do that either. You either got to be part of our hood or we're fighting. So eventually it was like, all right, I'm, da- I'm down. Because when, when, you're, when you're like, okay, I'm going to kick it. Like, yep. let's, let's kick it. Like, it's loved in. Right? Okay. So, Get or, jumped in. And alluded, yeah, loved in. That's the, that's the other thing, too, is like the, my jump-in experience is like completely different. <laughs> like, okay. I got jumped in a gang of times, like probably over seven, eight times. <laughs> like, like and and other dudes that like it was mostly like the hardcore gang bangers like that happens like the older homies are gonna like always keep you on that freaking they want you on that level i guess like so they're like if they see any weakness like if they even if they catch see you like showing too much emotion to a chick like they're gonna be like oh like, so they is do. He, is he bitching out? Check, go check slipping. that. Go that, check that. Kind of so they're gonna right? get like three of the younger homies, and they're like, "Hey man, go check that fool." <laughs> and then they're gonna come over and be like, "Why you, why you don't want the homies to run a train on your bitch, man?" You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like I, I, is that a real th- like? Have oh, you yeah. heard that? Yeah. Like, oh hell, like, like if you're like, I don't like if you're acting like Captain Savaho or whatever. Like if the homies are like, "Hey, Captain bitch. who?" Yeah. <laughs> Like, save a hoe. Oh, save a I get it. Yeah, I get it. You've never right. heard that saying before? <laughs> no. So I've like, yes, never heard that. I think my wife called me that in our vows, but yeah. Like, <laughs> that's troublesome. So, no. like, so you'd say, like, I really like her, like, so much. I or, might, or I might like, not be interested in like, like, maybe save a hoe. It's like, like a bad 80s. <laughs> maybe, like, you leave her, like, maybe you bring your girl or whatever. And yeah. I'm not saying this happened to me. I'm just trying to put a situation. Cause, yeah. Because I've actually done this to people before. I'm like, you you bitching out or what? Like yeah. you don't want to fucking. What are specific ones? What? Right. Like what are okay? So I've had times in my life growing up, obviously nothing on this level, but things where I think everyone can relate to that adolescence thing of all of a sudden you can feel the tide has turned or like, you know, people who were your friends are all of a sudden turning and fucking with you for a moment and you know checking me. They didn't call it that, but <laughs> um, but it's a very like. When you're that age, it's extremely effective, yeah, yeah. right? Like it's oh, yeah, uh, it makes real. your blood move like pretty pretty fast and hard. What are then on top that... of that, like the dudes telling the younger dudes to do it is like dudes that were getting out of prison for like shooting people and yeah. stuff like. So yeah. you're like, and they if want you don't, to impress if you don't them. prove you want to prove to them that. Plus, if you act, if they like <clears> say like you're a bitch or whatever, yeah, and you're like out the hood or like we don't want you, you might. You might die, you know. I mean, right. It might be over with, you know. And so, so it's just high stakes constantly. What are specific things that you heard that like stuck out to you where they're coming at you like that? Because I mean, that whole thing like running a train on you. If you're with a okay, girl, so you actually like to do that. One time, one time, it was the first time I ever tried acid. Right. I, uh, I dropped like three tabs, 
and I wasn't really feeling nothing. And then the older homies are like, hey, go pull a run out or whatever. And that's when you go in the grocery store and you just grab a bunch of bottles and right. get it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I go in the grocery store and it was like right when I stepped through the fucking doors, man, the fucking acid just hit me, dude. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and I like, it, it actually like, I thought I was hearing like circus music, like, doo, 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 doo. and I'm like, fuck, dude, I can't fucking steal this shit. And I grabbed this bottle and I put it down my pants. And Did it they fell know and, that you were tripping? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and so I grabbed this bottle and I put it down my pants and I'm walking in the motherfucker like slipped out my pants dude and bust all over the floor and i'm like fuck and i just run out with nothing and then i start like i'm running through this field and i'm like having a i'm having a bad trip right and i like when i come out the field i'm like all tripping i thought fucking spiders were on me or something and i was like kind of like crying right and there were some bitches there oh no so they're like Mm. This motherfucker's fucking up the bitches. We was about to fucking have these bitches gonna run a train and this motherfucker come up here crying. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so they give me some milk. They give me some milk. Yeah. The story is so hard to back up. When did we get to the I know that. When did we get to the vitamin stomach? It calcium. your stomach. Yeah, so and then nothing happened for like two years. And one of the dudes who he he was only like one year older than me, but he was like he started gangbanging when he was like seven, like hardcore, <laughs> right? Like he already the prodigy. Yeah, he was yeah. like more of a poster child than I was. You know, he uh -huh. he actually got a life sentence when he was seventeen. Oh like, man, so how can you compete with that? Yeah, can't yeah. really compete with that, man. Right. So so like two years, he got locked up right after that bad trip thing, right? And I started gangbanging really hard. Well, then he got out like a year later, and I'm kicking it with all the OGs and stuff like that. And they're having a party, and they have his welcome home party. Oh, boy. And he recognized me. <laughs> and he's like, right. you that motherfucker that had the bad trip and fucked up the bitches, right? <laughs> right. I, basically, I remember you as a bitch. I used to be above you. <laughs> yeah. Now and he's I'm like, back. And, right. he's like, and he's like, where you from, homie? And I'm like, Tri-City Thunder Hills gang. And he's like, nah, you ain't from my hood. And so then all the OGs are like, well, let's handle it. So then, like, oh, we have to man. go. Oh, man. People signing you up for fights <laughs> yeah. would just be the fucking worst. So we're getting there. We're in the park, right? And then he's like, no, let's do it like some Gs. We're going to do it on the concrete. So then we go into fucking the alley. God. <laughs> I'd be like, let me and, talk uh, this out. We go out yeah. in this alley. I knew he was a... He was a ba already a badass fighter, way better than me. So I'm like, well, I don't. Bigger than you too. Like yeah, he I mean, was bigger you, than me. Yeah. Like, cause he had just got out. I'm little tweaked out, 16. -year -old. Which, by the way, you, you're like a six foot guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. tall. I was tall then, but I was I was very skinny. Yeah. And lanky or yeah, whatever you want to call it. But uh, so we uh, we go out there. He goes to take his t-shirt off. And he's just going to have his wife beater. You know a wife beater? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's going to have that on. So when he put his shirt over his head, I just like bomb on him. Dun, 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 dun. Cheap shot. I yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was Absolutely. the only way I was going to. Of yeah. course. That was the only way I was going to get my shots in, man. I fucking admire it. Uh, honestly. Yeah. Finally, he comes out of it and he backs up. And it was like he just did like a three-hit combo, man, and knocked me oh. smooth the fuck out. I landed right on my, on my, uh, right here on my eye. And I didn't have an eyebrow for like nine months. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, I was cross-eyed, couldn't walk for like 45 minutes. I was, like, like I was fucked up. Holy and, uh, after shit! After that, we were like best friends, though. Like after that. Well, was, yeah, he thought he didn't like, want you to go. And to he was like, he, <laughs> he was like you. He actually admired the freaking. That's what, bombing yeah. on him when the. That's exactly what I wanted to, he was to like, ask. He's like, you're the first. You're the first one that made me. You're the first young G that made me bleed. 
And I was like, so then I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> With a cheap shot. But so, yeah, it's amazing to even like, I don't know, just what a fucked up, like, are you aware of how fucked up that culture is? Like, you know, in a way, like as a now a parent and yeah. to look at that and go like, if your kid was involved in that and to go like that, somehow they're all family. Yeah. But it's cool that he went and cheap shot him because <laughs> it shows he's tough. You know, yeah. it, it yeah. is tough that you went and did it. Because it sounds like he's the kind of guy where everyone knew you that's a fight you're gonna lose. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knew I was And you still it. walked over and did it. I mean that's that was like when I became like popular and started like making a name for myself. Like pretty much yeah. that was like the defining point. And then I think like after that I got jumped one more time and then I was like I was officially in and like never got fucked with again. And what then was I did your that jumping process like? Just, I mean, you said seven, eight times, yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah. And that's the other that thing, jump. too, is like I hear people talk about, oh, it's two minutes. And nah, man, it, we didn't like I have a I have a homie. I'm still close with him right now. Like we're like brothers or whatever. He got we got jumped in together. One of the, And one of the times he got jumped in, he freaking uh, bit his whole freaking lip off. dude. <sighs> and we was looking on the ground for this shit. And God, come to find out it was like lip. up in his up in his cheek. <sighs> were they able to put it back on? Yep. They put it back on. And uh, but. Man, I've seen people get like really bad fucked up, have to Ugh. like go to emergency room and fucking wow you know, surgeries hey, this is and nothing shit from like getting jumped in. No, no, this is you know what? worse than a oh, they make a cryptic. No, sound is, like a picnic. This is a cryptic times a thousand. Wow. Yeah, let's not say that so publicly, Tevin. We don't need to invite this, but we don't have any serenios here to uh, protect us. Except. And I don't know. I like I like I said. Like I had never heard of the time limits and stuff like that when I yeah. was young. I, I don't think none of the hoods were in our whole city, including the Crips or Bloods or none of that, was doing any of that shit. Like, that was, maybe that came along oh, okay. later. I'm not, well, I'm, I think I'm not it completely is. sure. Just from being in Southern California, the little bit that I lived there, and it, it, I mean, man, it seems like it's way more interwoven in the culture there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. you'd see even just... Yeah. In Hollywood, you go to the you know grocery store, gas station, whatever. You see it, and they're fucking leading with it. Yep, it's yep. out there. I know it's here, and I'm sure there are a bunch of dudes I don't want to fuck with as well. But I mean, well, boy, that was the other thing. Like when I when I went out of California, that I noticed like when I started getting locked up, and because like in California, if you get locked up and you're from a gang, like you tell them like right away, like hey. I bang, you know what I mean? So they can put you with your That's what I, yeah, when you go to gang. prison, that's what Wait, you they yeah, them hell yeah. Wait, they because push how, you they put you with Yeah, because if your they put gang. you with the rivals, like you're going to get they're going to fucking murder you. Oh, like, yeah, but I feel like with if yeah, it's go. if it's a like if I'm a in law enforcement, mm -hmm. I don't give a damn who you bang with. But you're mm -hmm. saying if you told them I'm you with You do if it's if a riot. They're there you're, to keep the peace. If you're in California and you get locked up, like you're gonna tell them like first thing, like even before you get to the jail, the cops is gonna say, "Hey, do you bang?" And that dictates gonna, where you wow. go. Yeah, then they'll put you in like cells and and pods that are strictly for that gang. Wow. Yeah. Maybe like um, I'm the kind of guy who butt fucks smaller men. Oh, all right, we got a gang. <laughs> yeah. <now>. Uh, <laughs> they put you with just a bunch of small. Bunch of small men and be like, no, they're asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, really, that is weird though. That they they actually because one of the things I've always said that's totally fucked up about our our system is that we all joke or make light that if you go to prison like you're probably gonna get fucked in the ass oh, yeah. and everyone goes ah ha that's so probably gross, gonna happen yeah. but that that we somehow accept that to some degree yeah but then the gang thing we we actually try to manage that yeah does that make sense yeah you know what yeah, i mean that makes, yeah. that makes perfect sense like yeah. i never like 
I would never anticipate like if you told me, "Hey, I'm going to prison, but I'm with X gang." I don't care who you're with. You're just going to prison. Right. If we're dictating where people go. That's that changes right. my mind. Right. I say, no gangs in prison or rape. <laughs> <laughs> I say no yeah. prison. No. Yeah. yeah no no okay. gangs. <laughs> rape. Yeah. Fine. yeah. It's just uh, whatever. That that's it's so. I don't know. You guys it, remember the booty bandit? Yes. yes <laughs> the booty warriors. What he went by. Oh, yeah. He was like, I'm gonna take it. Sure. When I was in prison. There was this black dude named Strawberry. Yeah. He was big as hell. Oh, boy. But his face looked like a woman. And he used to put, like, Kool-Aid on his cheeks for oh blush. Oh, God. All that shit, right? He used to knock motherfuckers out and suck their dick, dude. <laughs> like. Would they come? Did he need them to be knocked out? No. Dude. I, that's and his 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 uh His criteria was little white boy so i was like oh my I god didn't, but as as i started doing time like i i spoke to dude and talked to him or whatever because he knew i banged or whatever so he didn't like fuck with me like that but i never talked to him about that shit like i you never gotta said like be nice to strawberry out? yeah i'd be like how about just <laughs> how would i just suck your dick and just <laughs> i always wonder like don't me know to punch what do you me? do if you wake up in the middle of that like do you go back to sleep or oh what? my god <laughs> and, and honest question how is your dick st- if you get knocked no, out how is your dick still hard yeah like i said I don't know the freaking what dream. I don't know the. I That's don't what know I would the, go back to sleep and I'd think about. I don't know uh, the details. Cindy Crawford. So. <laughs> Update your references. I don't know the details on oh. that one, but it's <laughs> beautiful. Um, God, that's crazy. That is crazy. Okay, I, can, uh, no, can I can I go? Hang to, on, like, I'm oh, not go ahead. quite done with strawberry. No, right. no yes. that I mean, whatever. Fuck. I, I guess no. you know what? We should probably try to keep a bit of a timeline here, okay. just so we don't lose track. Where the fuck were we? How did we even get this? Well, we're at the. He's he just joined the gang. He went to prison, and that's where. Oh we're yeah, at. the guy bit his lip off getting yep. jumped oh, yeah. in. How fucked up jumping in was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and then so we didn't say how you. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. After the when after the time I got officially jumped in right then we were ha- at that time we were having like this big like all the homies was there and me and three me and two of my real close friends that I I'm still in contact with today we got all jumped in together so it was like all of us we got you to guys like, all go we got back to, like, to back and yeah oh, we got to like okay. like yeah. they're like you guys are getting put on like it's it's gonna be like it's done after this you know what I mean yeah. you guys been putting in work. You guys been doing your thing. What's the kind of work that you guys did? Like me, what they used to do for me personally is they just, I was poor and didn't have no fucking money. I didn't have a home. And uh, so, because I had left home, my mom moved out of our neighborhood and I was like, fuck that. We lived in a rival neighborhood. Actually. She moved in out of the neighborhood or out, out of the city? Out of our neighborhood. Out and that of was Tri-City, enough to be like, see ya. Out of Tri-City. And then, so like. We actually lived like on the border of a rival neighborhood, mm. so it was like, I was like, "Fuck that! I don't even want to live here." Right. So I pretty much was gone. Like You've been I might slipping like I would, <laughs> uh, I was like yeah, I would right. I would sometimes I would be gone for like six months. Like my mom wouldn't hear from me. I, she thinks I'm going to school. I got my book. How bag. old? I was like 15, 16. 15, 16. Oh my God, yeah. that's amazing. I was working for my dad at his furniture store. They but, used to have, uh, like, missing persons King. reports out. Mm-hmm. Like, my picture on the freaking, have you seen this? Wow, really? Or, yeah. So you were on just, a milk carton. I don't know if I was on a milk carton, but I was Gosh. definitely, like, missing persons. One time for, like, That's almost like a year. like Tinder like, for I pedophiles. Like, I was <laughs> gone for a year. And then I just showed up at home, all good. beat up and shit. 
So when at this point in your life, when you're talking about how you'd leave for six months at a time, was your mom still with the crazy guy that would beat you? Yeah, and actually, he divorced her because of me. I, I when I turned, I think I, when I turned sixteen. I don't know if that's your fault completely. <laughs> no, don't blame yourself. Yeah. When I turned sixteen, one time I had one of my homies over at our house. He was staying the night because. He was my stepfather was a tweaker and he rented a place where he worked on like small engines and motorcycles and shit like that. And it was in it was in a a place that was like an hour and a half drive away. So he would go get tweaked out and he would stay gone for like two weeks. So he was never home. So one of my homies came to stay the night. Just so happened he came back that day and like he never put his hands on my mom, but he used to like mentally abuse her. That's why she stayed with him so long, you know. So I just like. Had enough with it that morning. I went in the kitchen and I was like, good morning. I act like nothing's wrong. And I grabbed this knife and I came up while he was sitting on the couch and I slashed him across the forehead. And then he ran to the phone and I like wrapped the phone cord around his head and like beat him with the phone. Yeah. And then he ran away and never came back. Wow, nice. <laughs> so slashing the forehead. Yeah, with a steak knife. It wasn't like a bad cut. It was, wow, it was, it's still psychotic. It caught his attention. Was that the first? Yeah, it would. play this. Was that the first God. person that you ever put a knife to, no. to their body? No. So, <laughs> no. So well, you, just, you didn't first? think of that? Yeah. How what did was that the first? happen? Because to me, stabbing people. I, I mean, I'd rather shoot someone. Well, than actually, oh, you know, like he was the first person I ever probably like drew blood almost. or whatever. But I had like pulled knives on people before. Oh, okay. Okay. But I had never like. Cut somebody like yeah. that. Okay. Before. Right. But yeah. at, at some point, you've got to be like, I'm at least comfortable enough to pull this knife. Like, what was the first time where you crossed the line from being okay with something? Yeah, because like if you pull, pull a knife, somebody, yeah. okay, you've got to know that it. The first time I stabbed somebody, uh, we were. It was like a bunch of my homies were chilling in the we were chilling in the freaking alley. That's relaxing. Like spray well. painting, and we used to knock out all the lights, so it's very dark in yeah. the alleys, and we can like kick it. And if the cops come, we can they're not gonna see yeah. us. Well, these rival this blood gang that we're rivals with had one of their cousin female cousins living here, and they came to visit her, and they pulled up, and me and two of my homies were standing there, and they recognized us, and they're like, "You guys from Tri City?" And we're like, "Yeah, Tri City gang," and uh, they were like. They they said their hood or whatever. Like I'm from where you're from. And they're like, and uh, then there's like, at, they only seen the two of us, but there's like 15, 20 of my oh. homies standing here in the dark, and they came out and surrounded their car. One of them had his hand out the window like that, like up on the thing, and oh. I grabbed his hand and I just like stuck. I just started fucking going off on that shit, like with a screwdriver. I stabbed him probably like, I don't know, yeah, a good seven, eight times just through the oh hand my or whatever. Fucking God. They shot out their back window like trying to shoot us or or whatever. Yeah. Phillips or flathead? Uh, <laughs> no. no, I used to get a. That's I used important. to get flathead and then go on a bench grinder and sharpen yes. it like an arrowhead point or whatever. Oh yeah. my god! What? Is, no, what? Uh. You used to sharpen? Yeah, yeah. Your screwdriver. Okay, because this is the other thing. Like, why not just get a knife? I just get a knife. That's what I do. Yeah, why because not? Because they're too expensive. Yeah, and the cops, oh, is, oh, the cops oh, is always coming, so you just throw the. You just throw yeah, the right. screwdriver. Wow. It's not illegal to have a screwdriver. Well, it was for me because I wasn't even allowed to have like a. A freaking damn, uh, what do you call them? The box cutter? No, the clip in your fingernail. Oh, oh really? Fingernail like, they don't like even want you to have cut. that fucking nail wow. file thing. What do you call the thing? <laughs> that's a, not, the I mean, I could have it at my home, but like outside of my home, like anything that could be like. Was considered a weapon. A weapon, dude. Like, wow. Right. 
So what? Okay, so that one where you stabbed his hand mm-hmm. is is that your first time you? That was stabbed my first him? time like stabbing a motherfucker. Like, wow. How did you like? What did that feel like? What did that like? Were well, you're you? You're so in the moment. I no, know. well I know that, right. but I well, mean, do you the walk first away time, going like that time? It was oh, like it was no. like some fucking uh, braveheart shit. Like uh-huh. I was like ah, right. Because I knew like we we're gonna like I knew there was no that time I was good. I didn't know they had the gun, but I was good because I'm feeling like all my homies is here, so I'm not gonna get beat up. Yeah, so I'm not like stabbing itself. Now I'm the aggressor, right? Yeah, this time. Right. What, was a guy screaming his fucking head? I can't off? remember none of that. I don't remember. I'm saying, I, are, are you in the zone at that point? Yeah, like, yeah. I remember this like zone. For I remember like adrenaline rushing. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I remember you. them burning out, and then the gunshot, and their window blew out. Like he shot out the back window or whatever, and then that was it. So it was like a. Ce- I mean, for you guys, celebration, fucking. Yeah, that was great moment yeah, for you. Yeah, but then we have to go because he popped off around, and the cops is gonna come and shit. So okay. Then we have to like we used to have garages. We used to kick it in and all that and watch so out. So would places you? And stuff this like is that. amazing. Uh, it, it's amazing because you just go. I'm like I'm trying to get my head around how that feels to you afterward because I've done shit in my life that whatever, not proud of, but never anything like that. And I can't. I'm guilty about everything. Like I mean, do you ever lay in bed after that and go? Man, what the fuck? Like, I stuck a screwdriver, or were you kind of... I mean, now, when I look at it now, I like I know that, like, I it's, I had to do that, even though not at that particular oh, time to. I was the aggressor. <laughs> yeah. But sure. it was like... Shit happens. You got to freaking do drastic shit, man, or else you're going to be, like, either pushed to the side or looked at as weak, not just by your gang, but by other other people right. but when you got that like reputation like this motherfucker is like he'll he'll, he'll stab your he'll hand eight times fuck you know right. what i mean like right like then people is gonna be like what's well, the all is fair in love and war tip situation too like like people always talk about like major corporations they'll do stuff that they would consider in normal life like like majorly against their morality uh-huh. at war like they don't they don't feel yeah, as yeah. bad yep, if yep. it's at war they'll kill somebody isn't it kind of like it's, that it is kind of like that it is kind of like that yeah because <laughs> I, I just i just realized right now like nowadays like i'm there's like certain part of gang culture that I still have. Like, I mean, like I will never call the cops on nobody. Like, uh-huh. if if it gets bad enough to like, like I'm gonna handle it with violence if shit gets bad enough. Okay. But not. But I'm not like a violent person. Like going around like how I was before. Like, you're a violent person. Where are you person. from? Where are you from? No, like, <laughs> no I know. You, not comparatively. Like, yeah. Like I'm not out looking for trouble, but like, so. It's still Joel, available to you. I mean, I 100% believe you that compared to who you were, yeah, I, I bet it's a 180 degrees difference. Yeah, yeah. But there's so many people who would avoid violence, especially like at all costs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yep, and that's yep. where it's like and the I mean, fact I, that you can still access it. And even then, even though I was doing like this crazy shit, like I was looked at as like in, in my homies and shit, like I was looked at as a real laid back, calm person. I was hmm. really quiet. I was kind of shy. But like when I had to do something, it was just like you got to do it. Like there's no choice. Yeah. Because Did you feel like you were smarter than like because you people you thought are I was an smart. intelligent guy. I didn't, okay. Th- back then when I was a teen, like. Being smart was like nerd shit, right? Yeah, yeah. So you, so it's almost like 
people used to look at me like smart because I used to read books and shit. Like, okay. No one read books then. Yeah. Like, really? My homies, they didn't read books. I read books. Like, I was into, like, reading. I liked, like, to read. Yeah. Like, like, like what? His, uh, I liked Clive Barker a lot, and I liked history. Like, just okay. studying history. But, uh. So, you know, like, uh, when I've been doing bad shit in my life, uh, addict, whatever it was. One of the things that I believed saved me, or at least it's a feeling that I had, is that I was always better than that. Like, uh-huh. like you'd be with people who are very like, whoa, yeah, and yeah. I'd kind of be like, I'm with these people, I'm doing the same thing, uh-huh. but, but I know I'm, I'm better than. I'm this, ahead kind of them. Kind Did of. you have that feeling with what you're doing? With some people, but then there's there's people like me, man. That sure. Was like, because I mean, when when you're dealing with like getting locked up, even at a young age, when you're getting locked up, like. In a, and you're spending a lot of time in a cell. You like you develop that like I want to read. Oh, only magazines we have is like National Geographic. So you're reading this yeah. stuff. So you're kind of up on shit. You know no. what I mean? But like the people that were I usually looked at like I was better or smarter than them was usually people that hadn't did time because okay. when you when you go to juvenile hall or whatever you yeah, have to go to school you have to, so you, you basically right. have to learn and then the learning becomes fun because that's the only <clears> time <throat> you get to go out or whatever you know mm. what i mean so it's like for to go to the gym and exercise or go to school so that's why a lot of right. i don't even now i read a lot and i work out a lot like it's like a it's the same did your standing um did, i guess did your standing in the gang go up because of that stabbing thing like was that a moment for you <sighs> That wasn't like that didn't even catch a lot of attention. But okay. then when I realized like that was like stabbing was my shit, like that was, <laughs> that was what I'm going to do, like because I was too poor to like be throwing away guns. So I really right. I never carried a gun unless like I was going to like we were going to do some shit. So I always had a shank and I became like I was known for fucking. Stabbing and motherfuckers. and, Stab and yeah, I don't know if, if we can say can we that you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, um, I mean, he has a knife on him here, and I would say it's quite a bit bigger than Rambo's, although very similar in design. And I mean, it's a fucking, um, that's not a knife. Still still a knife guy. Yep, yep, still a knife guy. Stabbing still your shit. I mean, at least it's close. The other thing, too, is my my stepfather at this time, the same, like, and this is what's, this is kind of weird. Like, my mom was not, like, a promiscuous woman. Uh huh. But she was the type of woman, like, her, I realize now it was, like, her survival mechanism or whatever, but, like, she always had to have a man. Like, yeah, yeah. she wouldn't cheat on him. Like, it wasn't like she was yeah. out hoeing or nothing, but she would find men quick and get in a relationship. So, like, the week after my stepfather left, after I sliced his forehead or whatever, like, we were moving in with my other So he, li- wow. like, like, he actually, like, it like worked. The whole thing of right, the, it worked. Uh, the whole thing of the dude... And that's kind of weird that it all happened at the same time is because at this time, the dude was scoping my mom. My other stepdad is scoping my mom out because my mom worked at a printing place and Uh they would ship stuff a lot. So she was cool with the UPS dude. So these biker people she knew was getting her to send meth to like Ohio and shit through the UPS. Okay. Well, they gave her one package and I guess the dude in Ohio said he never got it. So they hired someone to get my mom and that was my other stepfather. <laughs> okay. So wow. you, so your stepfather was a hit, was a hit He man. was in the he was in he was Hell's Angels and they hired him to like I don't know like he didn't tell me he was supposed to kill her but he was supposed to like fuck her up. Yeah. Mm. And then I guess he was like scoping her out and he's seen all this shit happen like the fucking 
stepfather running down the stairs, forehead bleeding, like all that shit. Like he was scoping. And he thought, this is something I want to get involved in. Then he seen my mom and like, I guess he just decided like, I'm going to try and talk to her or whatever and tell her what's going on. He's like, someday I'm going to be that guy that's running away with the cut forehead. Like I think you know no, he was tougher. He was way tougher than that. Like yeah, it, we used to fight too. Like I used to gangbang on my on this guy. But so anyways, before we get to that, so the next week we move in with him, right? Yeah. Me, and my next little week. Bro- yeah. Okay. Me, my little brother, my mom in a one bedroom apartment, and with him. Okay. Right. So for and then when I first get there, the first thing he did, he had some college chicks living next to him, right? So I'm like, ah, 16, yeah. I was 16. So the first thing he does, he gives me like five joints. He buys me <laughs> some beer. And he's like, hey, why don't you go, like, they're having Presents. a party. The, the chicks next door is having a party or whatever. So he introduced me to the college chicks. I go over there, and I just used to kick it all the time. But then, like, I guess, like, the gang shit, like, he was cool. with Like, my parents, I smoked weed with my mom and even like contemplated crimes but the gang shit like contemplated crimes like yeah, like, like like you tell her opportunities that you well, like you're identifying about okay. robbing this place yeah. <laughs> no so okay so like we were poor so like for when we would get school clothes right my mom would give me 20 dollars for school uh, clothes. right so it was like okay ross doesn't have alarms on their shit <laughs> yeah i got 20 dollars so i can buy something and then, so what I do is I just go put on like five pair of clothes, and their right. shoes don't have alarms. Mm-hmm. So I put my old shoes in a box, put the new pair on, wow. grab grab like two T-shirts and a pair of pants, and there's your twenty dollars. So you buy something on the way out or whatever, so it doesn't right. look suspicious yeah. or whatever. So it's like you know shit like that. And then later on, as I got older, like me and my mom and my stepfather, like we we contemplated other crimes together. Like what? Wow. Me and my stepfather were, we were gonna kill my other stepfather. Like we had it all planned out. Wow. We were gonna fucking. How, um, what does that look like? How how does that? Who brought it up? What was the plan? Well, I I I wanted him dead because freaking he used to beat my ass or whatever. Yeah. But and, he also and took my. He took. He's. Oh, this is kind of skipping ahead a little bit. What's the worst beating? That your stepfather gave you, you know, because I mean, obviously, you fucking hated this guy to 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 his guts. Like, I mean, is there one that really sticks out to you where you go, "That's the moment that I"? No, because it was always the same thing—that paddle or whatever. But also, like, like he he's pulled guns on, like he would pull gun on me and stuff, and like put it on my head and like be like, "You want to at like thirteen, fourteen? No, 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 like eight, nine. Okay, but but at some point, at some point, you had to be like. I want to kill my stepdad, but when did you bring in your other? Well, stepdad? okay, because uh, he kidnapped my brother one time. First off, for like three months, and the cops wouldn't do nothing. We didn't, so we didn't know where my little brother is at first. His biological son, His, yeah, okay, who's younger than you. But it yeah. was like, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like right. he came to the house. It was like my little brother was outside playing. Nice. We go to call him in for dinner, and he's fucking gone. You know what I mean? So, and he was gone for three months. Then we got him back, but he was always, like, calling the cops to our house, telling them we smoke weed. Well, then I got locked up, and I got out, and I, I used to, like, teach my little brother. Like, I was teaching my little brother gang shit. I was kind of, like, I guess I was kind of, like, grooming him mm-hmm. 
unconsciously because it wasn't like oh i'm gonna get my brother to be a gangbanger yeah i gave my sister i used to show him how i pick my mom's lock yeah to go in her room and steal her weed yeah and then like if i'm laying in bed and i feel lazy i'll tell him go grab me some out of there or whatever you know just like shit like that so his father told him about me being a gang member and that's dangerous around me so then the child protective services come in they snatch him up my little brother and they take him to this place and they're like you don't tell us what you're big brothers doing or whatever like you're gonna have to live here or something like right, that. you right. know i mean i don't know right. the whole story because i i never talked very to my easy to about manipulate it. a kid yeah into he's doing like that seven shit. years right. old or yes. whatever you know what i mean so then they took my little brother away and that was like like that was when my mom and my stepfather and everyone was like let's fucking get this motherfucker okay <clears throat> and how'd you did you bring up the plan or did he no, he did. He did, because <laughs> he was like more experienced in like, of course, shit like Murder. that. Well, you think he, he was killed a, people? Well, I know he did. He was okay. a Navy SEAL in Vietnam, so like, okay. So he was like, <clears throat> like, okay, here's what we're gonna like. He was like more at this point calculated than me because I was kind of like doing you shit were on impulse. In the hand yeah, the like my shit yeah. was on impulse. Like, yeah, people come up tripping. I'm like, like I don't give a fuck. If I go, like, do time or whatever, he was like, well, we want to get away with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he was like, all right, we're going to wait for, like, a year or more so there's no alibi. So that everyone thinks everything's cool. Then we're going to freaking go there, and your mom's going to stay home, and she's going to be the alibi. She's going to have people come over that's cool. They're going to verify that we were there, and we're going to go pop this motherfucker and come back home and drink some beer. Okay. (laughs) Huh. And and how did you feel when he said that to you? Like, like I, I mean, you I was, were excited. I was excited, yeah. Because, like, I, I tried to kill him. Like, I tried to kill my stepfather before. Like, one time I stole his gun, and I I knew how to op. Like, I used to hunt with my family and stuff, so I knew how to work guns from, like, the age of, like, six or seven. Like, mm-hmm. I knew the – so he had a pistol, and I, I ran up in his room one day and just grabbed it, and I cocked it back, and I, like, pulled the trigger, but it didn't have no bullets in it. So Hold on. <clears throat> so was it pointed at him? Oh Is yeah, that what you're saying? like I fu- I was ready to fucking do this, dude. Like I grabbed his gun, I clicked the, I just but it, he was chasing me, right? So it was like boom, I grab it, I pull it, and I do the boom, but it didn't have bullets in it, so it never chambered one. You know what I mean? So then, is that the worst he ever beat you up? No, because I did other things <laughs> before. I call him in my room. I used to have this big bayonet. I was really big into, like, uh, we used yeah, to go to swap staff. meets and buy. No, this was when I was, like, eight or nine years old. Okay. So I had this big bayonet, and I called him in my room one time and, like, hid behind the door and tried to stab him. And Holy shit. <laughs> and when you did the gun thing, how old were you for that? When I was eight years old. Eight but years then old. when I was 11, I did it again, and I had a loaded one at this time. Like, But I just something stopped me from doing it. How do you think it, so okay well that that's really interesting because do you think there's any part of you that unconsciously knew when you tried to pull the trigger at 8 that it wasn't going to work? No, no. No. That time I really wanted You were ready to, to like kill. I was cuz he was coming after me so like I was like why do you think you were capable of that at 8 years old? I was scared. Okay. Like cuz like Just he cuz like I right. said like he's he said he would kill me before like right. I was little like he'll like, it was survival yeah, at 8 so, years old and then I hate like even yeah. though like it, even though it might not be a time where we're even fighting like I'm always like how can I and get away from you feel the hate I'm yeah. sure constantly yeah. and I, I mean yeah. by the way I'm not at all <laughs> it's not warranted I'm just 
that is profound to me that an eight-year-old could even be comfortable with that. Like, you know, you know I can like see to me, the thing that urge. always hurt me the worst up until I was even an adult was the fact that, like, he was so nice to me for, like, over a year. Yeah. And then just, like, turned on me so quick when he found out he's going to have a biological son. Like, that always, like, was – that was, like, the root of the all the anger. Like, the ass-kickings really was, like – I became used to that, so it wasn't that bad. It was the fact that you like turned on me so quick, like like yeah, you know what in I mean. A really messed up way. It sounds yeah like yeah. It sounds like your stepfather was and then, the but most now, influential th- person. Well, the, in and your then life. the other thing is like, but now I realize like he, this dude was like doing so much meth and shit. Like he probably didn't even realize what he's doing. So I, in the end, I'm glad like that didn't like. Now I kind of like. I don't have no ill feelings toward that dude. Like, yeah. I would actually like to, like, yeah. I would give him a hug if I seen him right now. Like, I haven't spoke to him or nothing. I don't even know if he's still alive. But, like, I don't have any animosity anymore. Like, I, I kind of, in a way, I kind of understand because the world's so fucking sick. Like, everyone goes through some fucked up shit, and then you put drugs into it. And you're just like, I mean, Jeez. imagine a dude like staying no. up like for a whole month. Like, sure. how's this dude going to raise kids he's and tired. not be, like, violent? <laughs> Wow. I mean, it's, you know, that's extremely, I can see where, where you came from, how that can occur to you is that you can be forgiving to it and whatever. But boy, when you hear it as an outsider or audience, it's just like to make an eight-year-old capable of murder is so fucked up, you can't even get your head around it. And I mean, it's, it is amazing that you... Uh, whatever that you communicate this way because it's just testament that you can take a kid with a good brain and a you know probably a good disposition and your environment can just chew you up in that way i mean were you aware of that like were you just celebrate i don't know i suppose it was celebrating your fucking neighborhood culture everywhere so yeah yeah i would think you you were very much a testament to uh nature over nurture Nur- yeah, yeah. Um, nurture over nature in your case, but okay. oh, like, no, because yeah, he no, wasn't yeah, nurtured. He, he his, by nature, he's a smart. He was able to come through. That's whatever. Right. He had a fucked up nature, is what we're saying. Well, oh, nurture. no. <laughs> so I'm just whatever. So, anyways, <laughs> back to the thing is my my stepfather that was in the Navy SEAL that we moved in with. Like he used to teach me about knife fighting and stuff. Like, he, okay. And so, but we would fight too. Like it would be like I might be gone for like. A month or whatever and then i would like come in the house and they were always having parties and stuff so like i would come in the house and like i used to throw up gang signs to them and all that stuff and be like fuck you this tri-city thunder hills gang i own this fucking house motherfucker and That's... we would fight okay he would always beat my ass until i turned 18 i fucked him up when i turned 18 really <laughs> so were, were you ever was there ever a question about joining the hell's angels no no, you were you were Sereno all the I, way. I was already too deep in it when okay. I got with him. And throwing up gang signs, we talked about that a little bit with the Crip. So like, so when you're at a huh. club or party and you see some other guy doing that to whatever, some chicks or well, something, we, would you go, "Ah, oh, that pisses me off"? <laughs> or, I mean, or is it because they do it to you? If if we went to another party and there was like somebody there that were like beefing with and he and he starts throwing up gang signs or something like we're gonna fuck him up but sometimes you go to like we had ally gangs too that weren't our neighborhood but we like maybe someone in our hood had like a cousin from there or whatever so we would kind of click up so they can throw up whatever they want in the, right in in the little party or whatever most of the time we went to a party or, or whatever 
at that age, I was only 16, 17, so I, I couldn't go in the adult clubs or whatever. Uh, we Our kickbacks, we called them kickbacks or whatever. That's Instead of like how the other dude called it a Kripnik or whatever, uh-huh. we called ours kickbacks. Like okay. We would go pull runouts. Like We would pull like four or five runouts a day, like three dudes going in stores. Like yeah. I went in a store and like filled up a grocery cart <laughs> and just go out, and we got dudes waiting there in case security follow us, and they're going to fuck up the security guards, and we're just going to load the car up and go. Most of the time, I imagine you know the security guards from the neighborhood or anything like that, or no? No, I actually, like, I got I got beat up by security guards in my neighborhood because mm-hmm. I was, like, so notorious for, like, coming in there. Hmm. And they knew me, but I didn't know who they were. They were plain clothes or whatever. But it was, like, I guess those, the people that worked by where we lived, they must have, like, worked somewhere else because, like, I don't remember ever seeing, like, people recognizing me, like, oh, that's the... Dude from high right. turnover, you're the white guy. You know, <laughs> yeah. you'd think that maybe that would, right? Yeah, I suppose. <clears throat> what um, What are things that your gang made you do? Like, you know, did that stereotype <laughs> happen where the gang makes you do something, or you go like, "Oh man, I don't really want to do this, but I gotta." No, I like I came up with a lot of ideas. You, you were you <laughs> like, were like, really enthusiastic because it was kind of like yeah, because like like I said, I didn't have money. Uh huh. And, and what I used to do, like, uh, if you asked a lot of people, or they would probably say I'm a thief, but mm-hmm. I never called myself a thief. I called it taken. Yeah. Because. Yeah. No, because it, it's different. A thief, yeah. Yeah. a thief, he waits for you to turn your head. Like me, I didn't give a damn. Like, oh, okay. If, like, if I break in your house, I don't care if you're home or not. I'm taking what I want. Like, if, yeah. if you're there, maybe we're going to tie you up or whatever. Did you, you know do I mean? that? You did home invasions? I've done one before. Yeah, yeah. Numerous times, actually, never okay. tied no one up, but like, like we went in places and there was people in there. Like, really? One time we, we were gonna jack this dude. I think he was from like Afghanistan or something. He had like a pound of weed, and uh, he was staying in this hotel. We got me, I, I, me, this dude I know named, uh, his name was Rec. He was a tagger. He wasn't even from my hood. And a black dude, I called, uh, we called him Evil Nitty. And we all got all tweaked out, and we just, like, scoped. We looked through the little curtains. We seen dude was in there, and we just, like, we ran and jumped through the window and, like, bust the window out, like, <laughs> like that. And dude yeah, ran like in the bathroom and locked himself in, window. and we just took whatever we wanted. We took his suitcase. Okay, you, you've made, you made a lot of references to tweaking. Like, it, was that your drug of choice? So what I would do, what I would do is I would get, like, I did everything, but, like, the perfect thing for, like, what I did, which was just like cause like mayhem, because <laughs> mm-hmm. like I like we had something we'd do perimeter checks of our neighborhood, right? Like we're just gonna walk around, see what's happening, whatever. We might stand at a stop sign for a little while, and when cars go by, we're gonna throw up like gang signs or whatever. If somebody yeah. like anyone under like thirty, like you're getting hit up. Like in California, it's like you're gonna be like, where are you from? And that I'm, means like what gang? You like it's not like oh I'm from Minnesota. <laughs> that happened to me when I was trying to buy drugs once in South Central. Like and yeah, these guys yeah. ran across the street and go, "Where are you from, yep, man?" Yep. I mean it's truly one of the scariest yeah. moments yep. of my life because I knew I just, it was just bad. Want some drugs. And yes, and I kept just walking away and like at a fast rate. And thank God they didn't decide to start uh-huh. sprinting at me. It was fucking terrifying. <sighs> so, yeah. so like. So my main thing was like, like I said, taking stuff, like taking things. Like I've, I've scoped out stores, and I'll wait until nighttime, and then I'll throw a brick through the window and go up in there and grab shit. Uh, 
if I'm doing like a perimeter check and like I see someone who's not from my hood or whatever, like they're gonna get robbed. If they're like I'm not like I never Were you by robbed, yourself, like, always with a group for the most part. I've done it by myself, with people, what it didn't matter because like I said, what I would do is like I would be all tweaked out, like I would be stay up for like three days tweaking and shit, right? Oh. Then you're drinking heavily and smoking weed so it's like the perfect combo like you just get to this stage after like three to four days of doing that like to where like nothing fucking matters no more so yeah like, you don't really care what this you're living in a yeah. video yeah. game like yeah yeah that was that was exactly what it's like huh it's like a video game is like huh so with when coke you... i always tried to go longer than two days i don't think you could i could i could never go longer than two no. days like, i would always i would be just so exhausted i've stayed up way longer than oh yeah meth is a different animal I've, I've, i think i've stayed up like two weeks one time like straight <laughs> man no, were you enough. shooting it with a needle or no, no, no. we used to smoke just it. smoking it smoke it snort it uh i've put it i've wrapped i used to wrap it up sometimes in toilet paper and take it like a capsule and it hits you hits you really hard like that too and uh wow but then doing all that stuff together, I, I used to do PCP sometimes too, but I didn't Never really. Never done that. Why not? Acid. All, I, I did a lot of drugs, but that my favorite was like to do meth, weed, and alcohol together, like in heavy doses. That's a gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, when you guys would do the. So, I mean, did you sort of live the classic. L.A. gang thing where, I mean, it truly is your little neighborhood, your spot, and you yep. guys guarded it. And yep. I mean, We had our little, our spot. That's what, Tri-City Thunder Hills, okay, Tri-City is the city where, like, Oceanside, Carlsbad, and Vista all meet up. And Carlsbad and Vista were rival gangs. And, <clears throat> see, and then Thunder is a street name. Thunder Drive. It's called Thunder Drive, so that's why we call ourselves Tri City Thunder Hills. And okay. That was our. It was like a like a housing project kind of, and mm. like probably it wasn't even very big, but that was our that was our spot. There was one way in, one way out. Sometimes we've uh, we used to uh, for limo or something, Pizza Man or whatever. We'd get big dumpsters and push them in the middle of the road, and then they can't leave. And then we just like everyone line up and like empty your pockets or whatever. Fucking animals. <laughs> I mean, like you know, like you. That wow. is when you're able. So would cops not come into your neighborhood yeah, that much? Cops, sort of. Cops came a lot, but it was like, like we had watchouts. Like and like I said, there's only one way to get in. So it was like, and then another thing that we have is like uh, we used to use whistles. Like we had certain whistles and shit. Okay. So like. If you see something, what's an example? I mean, can you, is it a specific sound or like just it whistle? It would just be like, doo -doo 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 okay, right. <clears throat> and so that's gonna mean like, if you hear that, either like, you we like you've seen some Police rivals or the cops is coming. Right. <clears throat> really? So, huh. God. So, what? so when you were like you were in a gang, you guys were selling drugs to make money, weren't you? Well, that's the thing is like, and if so, do you have to kick up? To the so, big guys, or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like I never, I was a horrible drug salesman. <laughs> I like to do drugs. <laughs> right. That's why I didn't. That's why I was satisfied <clears throat> satisfied with being like soldier gangbanger. Because your role I in get, the gang was. I the, get drugs. You're the kind of the I, muscle guy. Though. If you I really... want something, I just take it. I don't. No. I didn't even really have to worry about money unless we're going somewhere that costs money or whatever. But like, as far as like the stuff I wanted, I would just take it. 
Like okay. if I want new clothes or whatever, I'm fucking take that shit. So you would just get up. I mean, take us through a day then, like that. Like yeah. you get up in the morning or. Okay, so I get up. I I mostly lived like at tweaker pads or whatever, like places that were they were selling. Like one dude I lived with, he was selling dope in our neighborhood, and like me living there is the like one of the probably the only reason that he was allowed to even sell dope because he was not in our gang. Okay. So by me living there, and I used to bang his daughter too. Uh, <clears throat> was he also the cook? Yeah, he was making it, and okay. he was a big time salesman or what? Or had like, I well, we considered it big time because it was like working class, like people that are making <laughs> like money or, or right. we what like middle yeah. class, middle class people like. So were you in an area where there weren't even guys making huge money necessarily? Like well, it's just that like. In the gang, you always got like these, like you said, you have the gang member. A gang member is, might, he might have his own job. Like he might be a construction worker. Okay. And he has kids and a wife and all that shit. God, but on the weekends, crazy. he comes and he kicks it in the park and drinks 40s and smokes weed with you. And if something pops off, he's going to he's gonna handle up. You know what I mean? But during the week, he's he might be gone and he's not. Wow. Not there Would those guys call you to be like, hey, man, there's shit going on? With I was this. always there. Like, I was the one, like, especially me, because like I said, I was, I was like homeless. Uh-huh. Like, I was the only one that I know of, like me, in my neighborhood, because like, okay. I ran away from home and like slept in this place one night, slept one place one night. One night, maybe my homie's going to let me st- sneak in his window and I'm going to stay there, or I know a broad over here. Yeah. And, so that that was me and I was always I was at that point I was always there unless maybe I go home to my mom's house for like a couple days right. like if I get in a big fight or something and recover and then go do it again so like I was always there yeah so like <clears throat> I was the one that would go tell people what's kind of going on what's going on yeah yeah so what's the first thing you did that you went like, I don't know, it, you know, where it felt like, boy, I'm getting in deeper than I wanted, or you know, was there a time you first got shot at, or, or? well, like, like when you when you first like start getting like, I guess like recruited by the gang is like, and like I said, the most common in that time, if I'm walking down the street, like the most common thing is someone's gonna say, hey, where are you from? And if you're not from somewhere. They're probably gonna beat you up because they're like, "Why are you here? Right, you're not from our hood. Why are you, you know what I mean?" So <laughs> then you got your next stage to where you're not officially in the gang, but you're like repping it. So then if somebody says, "Where are you from?" You're gonna say, "I kick back with this hood." Mm-hmm. And then so, but that's basically to them that's considered like you're from there. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing is, is, like you're if you kick back with them, the gang is not like obligated to really like right have your back you know what i'm saying like that's kind of like a tricky point in your <laughs> in your gang life is when you're you kick back with them so that means like if you get caught with them they'll probably like they'll ride for you but if yeah. you get caught slipping they're not gonna like go ride on this neighborhood over you because you're not even from there yet you know what i mean right and then you got the stage to where like this is where i'm from so I realized I had got in like deep is when I was kicking it with them because I got in a lot of fights of just simply and then I was like fuck I'm getting in fights just of who I hang out with I got to fucking like get put on or whatever so then yeah so then 
I started making like a name for myself. Like I didn't get to go and be like, hey, I want to be from the gang now or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't like that. It's like you got to be like chosen or whatever. Like you got to prove yourself first. Like oh, this motherfucker, he's not going to stab some people. He's not going to snitch. He's not going to yeah. do none of this stuff. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, like you might get, like I said, I got jumped in numerous times. So what's going to happen is I get jumped in here. Well, then another older dude, he gets out. And he's like, who's this little homie? Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is this is mm. Bandit, right? And they're like, I don't know Bandit. Is he down? And they're going to say, yeah, yeah. And then he's going to say, well, let's see how down he is. So then they're going to get, like, three dudes. They're going to jump you. <laughs> <clears throat> then after that, like, dude's going to shake your hand, and he's down. Well, maybe a month later, another OG he yeah. gets out. And he's like, oh, what's up with this? So it's like, it was like that. But eventually, like, that's why I said, like, I think, like, mine was, like, that's why I did some of the shit I did is because I, I knew, like, it's going to have shock value. Like, yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker grabbed his hand and stabbed him, like, seven times in the hand. I knew that was going to freaking, like... Yeah. Like, even if it didn't, like, necessarily catch attention then, in the it greater the scheme... Pile. Yeah, in the yeah. greater scheme, yeah. like... What are other be, things like that? Um, like, I'm like looking said, forward to getting to why he went to prison the first time. <laughs> well, let's let do, do okay. go. so so. Uh, I was I was known as a stabber, so mm-hmm. like like every like if if somebody in the group had a knife or whatever, and there's gonna be a fight, like they're probably gonna be like, here, take my knife, because they know like I'm gonna be like, yeah, you know what I mean. So like, I I I I did that quite a like quite a few times. Uh, one notable time was like i was out of my hood i used to have to go to these aa meetings and they would have these giant aa meetings down at, this was for my probation they'd have these giant aa meetings down at the beach so there'd be like 500 people for an aa meeting well i would usually go there and i would stand on the outskirts and try and meet chicks that are like vulnerable <laughs> holy shit <laughs> be like hey you want to go drink some 40s because <laughs> all i'm going for is to get my little probation paper oh, signed right write this down then i <laughs> so <laughs> me and the me and the tagger dude that was not even from my gang we were he came with me because this is at the time like i said my mom moved out of our neighborhood and i met this dude at a school i went to i'm still friends with him to this day too but uh he was a tagger his name, they called him Wreck. And uh, so we're there. I seen these cars drive by. And like three of the six cars look like my homies that I knew, like exactly like their car. Like I was like, oh, that's so-and-so's car, that's so-and-so's car, that's so-and-so's car. So I said, let's go fucking, let's ditch the AA meeting and go kick it with them. So I seen all the, they were a little ways away. I seen all, the, seen all these homies get out the car. So I do the whistle. <laughs> that was a big mistake. <laughs> right so here come this like 19 20 dudes as they get closer i'm like oh fuck that's not my homies and i'm like if we run then you're a bitch so you can like never run you know what i mean because like if you run away from somebody and and like they figure out like and your hood figures out like you ran away from some people like that could like you're a bitch that could yeah even if there's 19 of them it doesn't matter like you gotta like (laughs) So, or at least that's how I felt. Right. Sorry, I'm just making a note okay. to ask questions. That's how I felt. Maybe it wasn't like that. But so these dudes are r- walking up. I'm thinking dude's not going to ride with me. Uh, wreck. I, I didn't think he was going to ride with me, but I knew he had a knife. So I said, like, can you, can I use your, your shank or whatever? Uh-huh. 
and he kind of passed it to me on the down low. I had it in my hand, like kind of by my side. So these dudes, they come rolling up, and they're like, where are you from? I told them where I'm from. Never a good question. They're like, right. they tell me where they're from, and like one of them just swung at me. This was, at this time, there was these, there was these, they were not, these guys were not Sureños. Okay. They were a Mexican gang, but they were called, we call them rebels, right? Because they used to wear these big Harley buck, belt buckles, tight spandex shirts, and they used to shave their head except for the bangs. Sound like actually like Europeans. So when the dude, yeah. when dude swung at me, I grabbed that little tuft of hair on his head, and I had that, I had that knife, and I just like went to town. And it was like, hold on, like, you grabbed his tuft of hair. I grabbed his cut tuft us, of hair. Cut his hair off, right? No. Nah, no, he I, stabbed. I <laughs> got him like God. Probably, I don't know, probably. 12 to 19 times in this area right Jeez. here. Like, I was just like... It's kidney I just, area, right? I just grabbed, like... He grabbed the uh, side. I, yeah. ju I just grabbed one dude because there was so many. I'm like, I got to fuck one dude up really Yeah. Yeah. No. So I just grabbed him and just was like... All right, guys. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and share. We appreciate all the support. We could not do this without you, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you.